Hey guys, today's interview will be with Naj from Asai Flow. From starting in a family business and helping it to grow to $4 million turnover, to now operating his own brand that he created on the coast, which is expanding all around Australia, called Asai Flow. He saw a gap in the market and he saw that there was something wrong happening in cafes in the hospitality scene. So he took the opportunity to make a change and bring something into the market that could help offer a better service to people and provide a high quality product. We talk about how gut health issues were a big factor in his past history with depression and how fixing his gut health helped him overcome that. We also go and talk about why you need a student mentality to succeed and why networking with other people isn't a bad thing. Without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this. Enjoy. Hey, Naj, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on today and just having a chat about, you know, your background, who you are and what you do. But for people who don't know you, can you just explain what it is, what you do, who you are and kind of what is your backstory? Yeah, for sure, man. So um, at the moment, I'm owner-operator of Acai Flow. Uh, we supply cafes and venues with an Acai product and a machine that goes with it. The model is a little bit different to a typical Acai supplier. Um, my background is very much sales. I came up in a family business. I started part-time when I was about 12. Immediately after high school, went in full-time. I took over when I was probably 24 or something like that. Built it from a company doing about a million dollars turnover to just shy of four million dollars turnover. Sold that at the end of 20, end of 2016. We sold that company. Had had the best part of a year off. Got my health back on track. Had a few issues there, and uh, then the SI opportunity popped up. Yeah, cool, man. Um, so, how in most things, everyone overcomes like personal challenges to, you know, help you grow. We all have obstacles and opportunities. You can't get one without the other. What kind of personal challenges did you have to overcome to be where you are today? And what kind of, what do you think has helped you grow as a person? Probably, uh, probably those health issues that I that I touched on. Um they kind of crept up over a number of years and got progressively worse. Um, 2015 was a, a really big year work-wise and um, probably one of the hardest years health-wise. There was a lot of weird shit going on. Um, I was really, really depressed, fatigued, was getting hives most days if I ate pretty much anything other than vegetables. Um, for a long, long time, they were trying to figure out what I was allergic to. And I knew I wasn't allergic to anything because my diet was clockwork at the time. I found out I was a celiac a couple of years before that. And, um, so, you know, my diet was already really, really good. And it was, um, a nutritionist named Sheridan Williamson who suggested that it has something to do with my gut and just overall gut health. Um, so she kind of steered us in the right direction to, to, to figure that out. Everything got better. It, 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 the underlying issue was leaky gut. 
Yeah. And then I had a lot of, you know, issues on top of that, like the hive, like the depression. And, you know, the second part of your question, you know, help you grow as a person, it probably ties in with that. If you if you told me ten years ago that your gut health affects your mental health, I would have laughed. But it, it you know, I'm living proof that it's it's really the only relevant factor. Um, I, I thought, you know, a lot of my shit was going on because work was too hard and I was too busy and I was doing 14-hour days and 60-hour weeks and, you know, none of that changed. All we did was fix my, my gut health and everything got better. So, you know, it, it made me realise that um, I don't know everything, for starters. I, I really, really thought I knew everything and was quite arrogant in my, in my 20s. You know, just yeah, open my open my eyes and open my mind to a, a very different way of living and you know looking at the world even. And I guess like that can be the biggest thing these days, and it's only really now I personally believe that gut health issues are actually becoming more mainstream. And it, you know, same thing a few years ago when I first started out as a as a personal trainer at the time. You know, it just wasn't broadcasted the way it is now like it's so crazy that you know going in a bit deeper i guess like people don't realize that serotonin is you know produced mostly through the gut and people always go through these stages i guess in life and they're like oh you know i might be overworked i did the same thing when i was actually living in london i got hives um quite a few times as well same thing uh working a lot but what I should have been looking at was exactly the same thing. My nutrition, what was happening to my insides rather than, you know, the external. I think definitely, man, like they, you know, they come out with all these stats about, you know, the suicide rate is so much higher um, among men and, you know, oh, because we work in the mines and it's because we're not allowed to see our kids and whatever else. It's because men are the ones on job sites eating sausage rolls and other bullshit for lunch every day. Yeah, absolutely. I, be- I believe anyway. I think it's got a lot to do with it. And um, yeah, I think nine out of 10 people battling with depression, if, if, if you know they dug into gut health a little bit deeper, they would 100% see some improvement, if not, you know, cure the whole thing, like was the case for me. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And it, it's good that we're talking about this because there's a lot of people that will be listening and they'll be like, what? what's gut health i've talked about this before in another podcast um with some people from melbourne and it's it's good to kind of talk about this stuff because this is something where people they realize they're conscious they're like what is this and now they've just made that decision they're like all right sweet i'm going to look into this now i'm going to see if maybe i do have similar similar uh issues um so it's really cool. man. the, the, the whole world's got it wrong like are you okay Dave? really shits me like people ask me if I was okay every single day of that that year that I had 2014 2015 every single day I had beautiful people around me I had a great family I had a good job you know everything was stable like I said people ask me am I okay every day and I wasn't and people asking me just pissed me off yeah you know it it shouldn't be are you okay day it should be you know let's dig into this and and rather than putting a band-aid on the issue, you know, solve the underlying problem. Yeah, definitely. And if there was more, I think it's, it is happening slowly, but it needs to be pushed a lot faster to kind of 
have things like free community events. Sweet. Let's go check your gut health. Let's teach you why you need, you know, micronutrients, macronutrients, why nutrition is actually important besides, besides the fact that you can lose or gain muscle. Like that's, that's one thing yeah. that does hurt me is people just focus on that rather than internal. Oh man. That what people think calories in versus calories out equals health. Yeah. Just, so irrelevant like I, I wish they didn't even put nutritional panels on on products you know people need to start reading ingredients yeah absolutely it's oh, actually yeah i on, on that i um i had some bloods done not so long ago i was getting them every three months for a very long time you know just to maintain everything and i, I always had really really high cholesterol um which is you know, surprising for a lot of people. I'm not, I'm definitely not carrying a lot of, you know, weight. Um, but my cholesterol was super high and, um, it's now the lowest it's ever been. And I'm probably eating more fat than I ever have. It's crazy, isn't it? It's yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's, you know, and it's surprising and it's complex. And I think that's why, you know, it, it, like you said, it's happening, but it's happening slow. I think that's why, because it is so confusing and, and so complex yeah absolutely and touching on um nutrition so it's cool that you've explained like that's a good example why people do need to look after their body because it kind of gives them that perspective of like it's not always about you know mindset training and stuff i'm a big believer in it for sure but there's a lot more underlaying what it should be um but moving past that what so you created a Sai flow like how did you create it where did it come from like how did you see this very niche um business um so we we basically saw uh, you know uh, a, a gap in the market more my business partner than me at the time you know basically just got sick of waiting half an hour for an SI bowl yeah um, and, you know, dug in and, and figured out, you know, why there was such a long wait, saw an issue with the way they were being produced and, you know, let, kind of figured, let, let's find a better way to do this. So we found our contact in uh, Brazil who kind of had the same idea and, and was already working on, uh, you know, a product that, that became Asahi Flow. We, we met with him. We trialed the product in, in Miami and uh, it was really good. We brought a pallet over and, um, you know, bought a machine and um, it worked. So we committed to our first container. It was only a 20 foot container. We ordered 40s now, but yeah, the first one was a 20 foot container, which we had to commit to before we even really had any customers on board. Um, you know, no, no one really wanted to talk to us about this product that we might bring over one day maybe um so yeah we just pulled the trigger and um started you know talking to cafes and venues you know cafes and venues that we could see you know we're turning over a lot of acai and um spending a lot on wages and broken blenders and stuff like that it was just a matter of you know explaining the model to them it's, it's just gone from there we've been able to create a really good brand the, the, the product is really good getting better if anything we will be certified organic by the end of the year Perfect. and um yeah strength to strength really 
Yeah, definitely. When you're at that first stage of, you know, making that actual decision to really commit to this, well, like anything, I guess, in any business situation, what were the thoughts that were going through your head? Were you ever doubting it? Were you fully committed? Um, what were your thoughts before you actually dove in and said, this is what we're going to do? Uh, I, I knew, I knew it was going to work. Um, I knew, you know, I, I tasted it. I understood the model. I understood that it was solving a problem that already existed. Um, and, and I was okay, you know, we, and we had a plan B. Our plan B was, um, you know, if, 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 if we can't get venues on board, we'll just open our own, um, you know, almost like, a like an Asai Brothers or a Coco Bliss or someone like that, you know, more a hole in the wall type setup. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that could have been the way, but the, the cafes and venues just jumped at it. Nobody in the hospitality industry enjoys making an Asai bowl for the blender. It's, and, and, you know, I, I was actually surprised at how much traction it got early on. But, um, you know, it was a big risk. It was a, it was a big dollar value that we had to commit to in full upfront. We felt good. We, we always felt good about it. We always knew that, like I said, because it was solving a problem, I was confident. If it was, if it was just another product didn't solve a problem or didn't have a point of difference, I would have been, uh, you know, a little bit more cautious and careful and potentially not gone ahead. But, um, Solving a problem, especially in hospitality, is uh, is a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And I think having that that you did your research into what you're actually going to commit into was definitely, obviously, the smartest thing you can do. Because you do see a lot of people these days jumping into things that they're not just ready for. I even explained this to you the other day about some things that I'll jump. I tried to jump into and I just wasn't ready for it. I think doing your homework and doing everything that you need to before is definitely like a major thing. Would, would you say that there's like five tips to kind of like starting or someone just starting their own business that you'd be able to kind of um, give out some kind of advice for maybe someone who's looking to even jump into the hospitality scene? Like what would you say to them? What would you say to get them in a niche or to pursue something else that's maybe mainstream as well. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot in that. There's a lot there to unpack. Um, I, don't, I don't know if there's, you know, five specific tips. Um, people just have to really exercise some patience. Um, we're, we're 18 months in and, you know, we hit our, I guess, medium term goal a little bit sooner than we thought we would, but you know, we're an anomaly. We're, we're very, very lucky. You know, we um, we came in with a product that was, you know, trending in the right direction at the right time. You know, timing is super, super important. I think if we tried to do this 10 years ago, I, I think we would fail. And if we tried to do it 10 years later, who knows? Um, timing's huge. You know, you, you might be super passionate about something and it might be a good idea and you might execute well, but if, it, you know, if it's not the right time, you're probably not going to win. Um, so that that's huge. Cash flow is huge. Being practical with the cash flow that you have, not buying stupid shit. Um, and I guess that kind of ties in with patience as well. And, you know, and it's hard, like even we were a little bit guilty of this 
early on, we, we definitely bought some stuff that we didn't need. And I think, you know, just if you're starting a business, especially if you've never been in business, you kind of need to be aware that you probably don't know anything. You know, my business partner and I were very lucky, you know, getting to this, he'd, he'd been involved in half a dozen businesses. I'd been involved in a couple, like I said, built one up from, you know, a small business to, I guess, something you'd almost consider medium. So not being too proud to ask questions, not being arrogant and people who are smarter and have been there before and, you know, just, just listening. Um, Definitely. You know, a lot of, a lot of people don't do that. They, they think they need to figure it out all for themselves. I don't know if it is a pride thing or, a, you know, a, a stupidity thing, but, um, you know, use the resources around you. I think um, one of the biggest things is people just don't stick to that student mentality at times. They, you know, I personally, I think it might be an ego, um, but, you know, every person's different. So definitely having that student mentality, not being ashamed to ask questions, like you said, and embracing what you have around. For me personally, it took me, I don't know why, but it took me quite a while to actually embrace the people I had around me to help me grow um, different things when I was in London or when I moved over here and like having your own networks and community for business essentially or personal is definitely something that'll help you, I guess, be ahead of someone else who's stuck in that mentality of I know everything and I'll do what I need to do to get there. For sure, man. Any, and you know, most people are decent and anyone who is decent is normally keen to help. There's, you know, if you if you come at something with arrogance and you know you you come off as a know-it-all no one's going to help you if you come at something you know with with a better attitude and you know acknowledge that you're starting off people will help i I love helping people and talking to people you know who who are trying to get something going and don't quite know what to do here or there you know have you done your feasibility or what's that what do you mean what's that (laughs) How do you know if you're going to make money or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we've had this this discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's definitely a good good way to start for sure. And I guess the biggest thing is yeah, just knowing knowing what it is that like how much like you said like this is something that you've said to me before when I was first selling travel fit. Well, how much are you selling a shirt for? and how much you're getting back and how much can you invest and et cetera. And I think that's for if, I guess if you're doing drop shipping prime example um, or you are selling your own products, it, there is obviously a difference, but you obviously need to know what you're outlaying and what you're bringing in. For sure, man. Feasibility is everything. If you know, if you haven't worked out, if your idea is practical and feasible, you don't have an idea yet. No. With business and, you know, obviously giving that good information, which is definitely such a big bundle of information for people to start with, um, would you say that what would be your kind of like go-to for you to educate yourself? You know, business in general, I, I, I really can't see myself doing a course. Um, I'm big on trial and error and I'm big on talking to people who have been there and done it. Yeah, definitely. Um, reading, I'm, I'm not big on reading. Um, I, I wish I was, you know, I don't think it's a good thing that I'm not big on reading. Um, 
Audible's good. I like Audible, the, the audio book thing. I, I struggle to understand how people have time to read sometimes. Yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, but with Audible, it's when you're driving. And I guess from there, you can kind of like, at least you're on the run and you're kind of getting something good. You're listening to something that's kind of like giving you something that you can learn from while you're probably running around like you normally do or driving somewhere all the time. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you know, back to your original question, I think it really depends on what it is you're trying to educate yourself on. Um, I re I really like just watching, you know, people and their behavior and you know, what, what they're eating and you know, at what time and where and, you know, even what they're wearing and why, you know what I mean? Almost like um, social auditing of sorts. Yeah, like you definitely. can learn a lot just by shutting the fuck up and, you know, just watching. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I'm kind of a big fan of that as well, because that's personally like me growing up. That's how I learned how people behave. And like, you know, you learn to identify how one person's going to act if they, you know, might act like the five other people that you saw that act that way. And you can kind of eventually start to tell what kind of personality that person has or that personality. And then from that, I guess you can eventually move towards, well, this product or this service or this time of day will be good for them. Yeah. I just, yeah, I realized, I think a lot of it comes from selling. It was, um, yeah, I, I actually tell people, you know, if you're, if you're trying to sell something to someone, talk like they talk because they'll like you more. Oh, I understand. When I, you know, when I was selling, when I was selling flooring, the way I would talk to a 60 year old woman was so different to the way I would talk to one of the builders and, you know, different against the way I'd talk to, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, yeah, it's, I, I think a lot of it, a lot of that, you know, just watching and learning comes from, being a salesman yeah absolutely and i guess like you do see that a lot um where people change you know mirroring the way that you know body language like you talk high pitch low pitch etc things like that and those are the kind of things that are good to learn because it it helps i guess it helps you connect with people as well yeah yeah for sure you you know a big part of sales is is, is being likable yeah absolutely man um, now going off that onto a bit more personal growth, my personal opinion on these things are they're essential for personal growth, but, um, what do you believe? Like, why do you believe travel, health and fitness? Why, why is it essential for personal growth in your perspective? People need to travel. People need to travel internationally. People need to see, you know, other parts of the world and realize how good we've got it here. I you know, my first trip was Thailand when I was 18. And, you know, you, you talk to people there and, you know, you're so naive to the way the, the rest of the world works. I remember talking to this guy, you know, whatever shop he was working at. They work every day. They work every single day. They don't have weekends. They don't have public holidays. They work every single day except for, I think, the water festival. Yeah, that that was his that that was his one day off for the year, the water festival, and and I'm sure he you know I'm sure he would work the morning or something that day. So it's you know it's it's just it's great to you know realize how lucky we are in Australia with you know just the, the way the way things work. 
but also, you know, it's good to travel and, you know, talk to people from other countries who are also traveling and, you know, the way some Australians behave overseas compared to, you know, almost any other culture is just crazy to watch. So yeah, I think, I think travel's big, but yeah, health is everything. Without, you know, without your health, you, I don't think you have anything. Yeah. And again, you know, I've, I've, I've lived that. I, I was making really good money, had a, had a solid business, you know, in a position that people dream about, but I wasn't happy and I wasn't, I wasn't healthy, sorry, and therefore wasn't happy. And I, I, I genuinely didn't even know how to enjoy life. And I think that can be such a killer too. Um, just the fact that, you know, you probably know, you probably have friends, you probably know someone. I know, I know a lot of people that will chase wealth and, but they won't look after themselves. And they'll get to that point. I've had a few friends that, you know, they're at that point, they're running their own business, they're doing really well for themselves. But, you know, same thing, depressed, unhappy, because they've put so much pressure on their body over that period of time without looking after it. Yeah, it's hard, man. It's, it's really hard to know, you know, when to pull back. Um, it, just, it just builds and builds and builds. And before you know it, like I said, you, you're doing 14-hour days and 60, 70-hour weeks. And especially when it's your business, you know, it, it, it can consume you really easily. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the major things, like just throwing that in there, is that people need my prime thing i say to every person download google calendar schedule yourself some kind of structure you'll find more time in there to work out or eat some good food like you only need i could even say 10 minutes to look after your body in some certain way yeah definitely man actually that's that's something i need to um work on a little bit better myself is you know time management and blocking off certain times to work on certain things you know, I'm really lucky. I've got a great work-life balance at the moment, but all routines gone out the window and I'm wasting a lot of time some days on, um, you know, just kind of chopping and changing whatever it is I'm working on. Yeah, definitely. Just trying to get that balance back of, you know, having your time, I guess, to kind of re reflect, work out, look after yourself, whatever it may be. can be. Um, yeah, for sure, man. And definitely every person's guilty of it. My hands up. Like, <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I'll come home from, um, you know, doing something and then I'll continue with my work at home. And I guess it's trying to figure out structuring, I guess, in a sense that where you need to turn off. Otherwise your performance will probably go down anyway, whether, whether you put yourself in adrenal fatigue or not, or, don't look after your body so that you get those gut issues or whatever it may be, your performance will go down. Yeah. You just got to do what works for you. You know, I, I, I don't like switching off, switching off completely actually gives me anxiety, uh, which is a bit weird and a bit different. I know, but um, you know, my thing is, you know, you, you, like you touched on, you know, fitness. Um, if I go a couple of days and I haven't, you know, done something, if I haven't moved my body, you know, created some endorphins, I, I start to get real grumpy. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's quite normal. Yeah, 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 that part's normal. But yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, I need to switch off, need to switch off. 
Mm. I, yeah, I, I don't have that. And, you know, it might be because I had, you know, that 10 or so months that I had off, I, re- I was really off. I didn't work on anything. Um, I was building a house at the time. And um, other than that, really, uh, you know, really was switched off for a long, long time. Did a little bit of traveling, went to the gym a lot. And uh, I, I guess that was my, my time to be off. But, you know, now that I'm back running a company, I, I, yeah, it's, it's a bit different for me. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, being active is, there's numerous people that are the same too, um, that can't turn off completely. And, you know, it's quite normal. I, and that's their outlet being yeah, active. Yeah. Yeah. It's active recovery day. Main thing, like, you know, I guess like a good example is when you say to someone, if you're doing a gym program and you say that's your rest day, some people might want to sit down and watch a movie or something. I'd rather go hiking or go to the beach or do something where you're physically doing something. And what advice would you have for people who might feel stuck through personal or career obstacles or just generally feel stuck in life, I guess. It just depends, you know, stuck how I think if it's a, I think if it was a mental thing, you know, my, my go-to would be, Hey, Josie, my nutritionist tomorrow, you know, she will fix you. I've got so much faith in her. Yeah. I really believe a lot of, you know, mental issues, whether it's depression or something else, you know, that can be solved through diet and nutrition. Um, If someone's stuck financially, you know, that's a different question. And, you know, I guess it becomes like, what's your ambitions what are you aspiring to do or be yeah i think i'd struggle to you know to give like a blanket statement for people who just feel stuck yeah definitely but i guess you know like if they are going to you know fix whatever's destroying them inside that's going to give it will personally i believe give a few people that boost that they need to you know find that determination to get out of that financial hole improve their mindset etc um so either or, you know, one of the two will help. Definitely looking after your insides is definitely so important to, you know, that should be the first step to anything. Yeah, I agree. And like I said, that would, that would probably be my first, my first question, you know, what's going on with your health, how's your diet, et cetera. Feeling, feeling stuck is a very, a very mental thing, I think. Uh, I know, I know it was for me, you know, I, I, I definitely felt stuck in that, um, in that flooring company and couldn't really ever see me doing anything else. But, you know, once, once my health got better and I, you know, looked at things like a healthy person would realize that wasn't the case. Yeah. And that's super cool to hear too, because, you know, a lot of people who do feel that way generally will feel like there's no out and, you know, when they hear something like that, like you felt that way and now you don't like, that's like a game changer for people, for people listening in. Like you. Hopefully, hopefully. Like, again, people said that to me and I was just so stuck in my shit that I didn't even hear them. You know, I wasn't, it, it, I was, no, you're wrong. You don't, you don't understand. You don't understand where I'm at. You know what I mean? But I hope, I hope you're right. I hope it does, you know, help someone. Yeah, definitely. Someone who's, uh, you know, someone who's hopefully a little bit more open to advice than I was at that time. Yeah. What do you think if you had to, if there was something that someone said to you to, that would, you know, get you to pursue and, you know, 
open up or whatever it may be, would you say that there's something that would kind of trigger you? Well, not really. No, like, you know, that, that exact time that I'm thinking of, I just, I was just so down and out that I really didn't think there was, you know, any, any, anything anyone could do for me at all. Um, but you know, um, some, you know, someone did and, and, and everything got better after that. I'm trying to remember, you know, what the, um, what the, what the trigger was or what the catalyst was, what it was at the time, you know, what that moment was, but yeah, I can't, I can't remember. So that, you know, like everyone has those moments, some, you know, something does trigger you eventually, but it's never as soon as it needs to be. Unfortunately, it's coming from like my background as well. It's always been uh, back in the past, a traumatic event that always made me wake up and grow and move and actually make that decision to get up. Definitely. Yeah. Trauma, trauma is huge. Trauma is so interesting to me. Um, you know, uh, all your, all your memories, you know, that you, that you have your strong memories that you remember so clearly, you know, most of them come from trauma, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I, I really, really can't remember what it was that kind of got me, you know, I think, I think it was just, you know, doing those tests with the nutritionist and, and eventually the, the doctor who helped us, you know, maybe it wasn't one significant moment. Maybe it was that period of, you know, it was, it was a stool test in the end where we really found, you know, something interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's not a common thing. That's not, you know, that's not like getting blood done. That was something that the nutritionist set up for me. And I think it was a few hundred dollars yeah. to, um, to, to get, to get back. But um, yeah, <laughs> that is probably not really the answer you're looking for, but that's probably fine. the stool test. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's an experience, it's something, you know, like not everything can always be what you think it is, you know. For sure, man. Yeah, you know, I wish I had some romantic sentence mm. that somebody said to me, but yeah. um, people always yeah, that, wait. that's probably it. Yeah, people always wait for something perfect to happen so that they can really make that decision, but it's never perfect. There's no, there's no, unfortunately, I don't know, it's to say this, but like you can't, expects things from the movies to be the thing that triggers you like it's going to be something you're not expecting yeah for sure um so a lot of people do believe in this a lot of people don't i personally think that you need to have some kind of idea eventually um dependent on what it is that your goals are if you do want to progress but everyone's different what are your plans for the next five years for business <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely fall into that category that you that you said. I um I'm not really looking that far ahead. Um obviously, you know, continue working on a side flow. Um we're gonna we're gonna look at employing somebody. Uh at the moment I'm you know, all, pretty much full time owner operator, but we're gonna look at employing somebody. But that's that's um you know, that'll be this year. I always, you know, in my 20s, I always looked ahead, you know, and I had a, an image of, you know, where I wanted to be and what life looked like before I was 30. Um, and, I, and I accomplished that. And since then, I, I really, really haven't been looking too far ahead. I'm really happy at the moment. You know, my, my work-life balance is good. I've got a couple of other things, you know, in the pipeline. 
um, that, you know, may kick off, may not, I may enjoy, I may not. And I, you know, I think those factors will probably dictate, you know, where I'm at in five years more than, more than anything right now. But, um, you know, I'm lucky I'm in a position where if, if everything stayed as it is right now in five years, I'd be stoked. Yeah, that's perfect, man. Well, that just falls into like, you know, you've got that self-fulfillment like most people don't. And it's really cool to hear because, you know, you ticked off what you want to tick off. And as time goes, we only grow, we only learn. And it's super nice to hear when you know that you're in that place that you wanted to be. Definitely, man. And, you know, it, it, it was a very rocky road. And I started early too. I, you know, I worked harder in my early 20s than a lot of my mates are now, you know, pushing 30. I just always, like I said, I always had that image in my head that, you know, start early, finish early. And, you know, was lucky enough to have, you know, the opportunity that was a platform to make it all happen. Um, you know, having having a family business to, to kind of roll into and, and take over and, you know, build and sell. Not many people have that. So, again, really, really lucky for the opportunity. But at the same time, you know, didn't, didn't kind of rest on those laurels, you know, took the opportunity and just worked as hard as I possibly could. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one, something I want to say is like you – can be put in great situations but you still have to work hard <laughs> like you can't expect for sure man yeah. for you sure yeah and you know the, the, the way the world is now it doesn't even really need to be a family business you know if, if you've got those ambitions you know you, you can make shit happen yeah absolutely and you know online whatever it may be online business local local coffee store or anything any service what's out now just brings so much opportunity for you know building a business learning just the other day youtube uh you sent me a link about you know shopify and such and like those things weren't really big five years ago there's all all these tools to learn and if someone actually wanted to like fast track you know their self-development their business um or they just wanted to chase a personal brand anything there's so much out there that people can use to actually get there it's just whether people actually want it enough i think is a big one as well for sure man the world is fucking crazy right now i've said i've said a lot if i was born 10 years later you know i was born in 88 if i was born in you know even five years later seven years later and you know i feel like school changed a lot you know after my time there and yeah i i (laughs) I think about it a lot. If I was born a little bit later, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I might even have been able to, like you said, use those resources, you know, more. You know, the the flooring company was super successful. I, I didn't spend any time on Facebook marketing, for example. You know, it, it kind of wasn't a thing back then. Well, it was, but I was just that little bit old to kind of recognise the opportunity. But no, nah, the, the the world at the moment is is ripe. Would you say, before we um, finish up here, you always get this, doesn't matter what industry, what service, what business, everyone talks about oversaturated. How can you make a difference in every industry? Everyone talks about this. There's, but obviously you can make a difference. Obviously you can find your kind of thing, but what's your kind of view on it when everyone says this is oversaturated? How can you make a difference? Be better. 
be better, work harder, make more noise. You know, like I said, we're, we're you know, we're um, growing in our industry because we're better. We've got a model that's better. We've got a product that tastes better. We've got a brand that's, you know, cooler. I think, I think that's all you can do now. And obviously it's a lot easier to accomplish if you're doing something you enjoy and something you're good at. But really, I think that's what it comes down to. Be better, put in more effort, work harder. Again, you know, back to the, the flooring thing, I was better. I was a better salesman than the dinosaurs, you know, working in the other shops who hated their job and, you know, work harder, be better. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And that's such a, a good perspective too is enjoy what you do. You can, If you continue, you know, like if you continue to talk about what you don't, Everyone, like, if you know, even if you don't like something, look at the positives rather than the negatives, and that's going to just like influence you to work harder. Definitely, man. And and if you're in a good headspace, you know, you you can do that. But yeah, it, it all comes down to ambition. You know, a lot of people, I think, like to talk about their ambitions for some reason. You know, build them up a lot more than they actually are. Every, everyone thinks they have to be an entrepreneur and they have to be successful. And, Everyone wants to make a million dollars, you know, but why? You know what I mean? Like, um, you don't have to talk about that if that's not what you actually want. I think there's a lot of that happening at the moment. Oh, for sure. Entrepreneur's the new hot word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's a weird term, actually. I feel funny about it. And I think that's, that's such a big thing, too, is, yeah, just bring it back. Internal. Look after yourself internally. Find real happiness then go from there yeah man it's um it's it's not that complicated to yeah. um like you said just to, to stand out no perfect man um before we finish up uh what are your social media platforms and handles how can people get in contact with the say flow or if anyone had any questions for you would it be okay to answer any questions where could they talk to you definitely man um probably through instagram is um you know we're the most active on instagram um it's literally acai flow a-c-a-i-f-l-o-w and yeah definitely wants to reach out feel free thanks so much for coming on today and there's big things coming your way for sure like i can't wait to see what happens and what you're going to bring out because knowing you there's always something that's different <laughs> uh, so it's, <laughs> it's a good thing for sure um so i'm excited to see like how you guys go continuing to you know bring everything through the cafes i'm sure there's going to be something unique that you'll bring out eventually that you're probably not telling us about um <laughs> yeah we, we we've got a little something a little something that we're um or a, a few little somethings actually that we're uh that we're talking about with brazil um but you're right, a little bit early to, to talk about them. Yeah, but I'm excited to see it. And yeah, I just can't wait to see you guys grow. And thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks, man. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening in. Again, subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, family members, or someone you don't know who you think might need to listen in. There's so many people out there that need to be educated on different things, that need to learn something new, that there's someone out there and the more people we reach, the more people we can help impact. As always, thanks so much for listening in. Until next time.